Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Some breaking news, sad news. Sinead O'Connor passed away. She died at the age of 56. Uh, she, you know, the Irish singer, Nothing Compares to You, was her big hit. Um, tore up a picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live. Um, don't have any information as to what the cause of death was, but she was 56. In court, Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty amid the collapse plea deal with the DOJ. The uh, judge in the case refused to accept the deal, arguing that there are constitutional concerns on the diversion program that was offered to Hunter for the gun charge. And having this diversion program on the gun charge wrapped up with some sort of immunity deal for other things that have not even been brought forth with charges yet, she wasn't cool with that. She said, you're still investigating, right? And they're like, yeah. And so she says, why is there some sort of an immunity deal on any crimes? Oh, well, you know, it's, you know, the president's son. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say that last part, but that's what happened. It was an even sweetier sweetheart deal than we initially thought, and we all knew it was a sweetheart deal. He got even more latitude. He got even more um, uh, sweets. Yeah. Lawyers will file briefs explaining the deal's legal structuring. Um, the White House press secretary, let's hear what, she, what uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre has to say. Now, I know many people have been following the news in Delaware today and have, and we're going to have a lot of questions. Yeah. And so here's what I'll say at the top before I turn it over to uh, my colleague, the Admiral. John Kirby. Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and this was a personal matter for him. As we have said, the president, the first lady, they love their son and they support him as he continues to rebuild his life. This case was handled independently, as all of you know by the Justice Department under the leadership of a prosecutor appointed by the former president, President Trump. So for anything further, as you know, and we've been very consistent from here, I'd refer to the Department of Justice and to Hunter's representatives, uh, who is his legal team, obviously, who can address any of your questions. All right, there you go. He's a private, uh, private citizen, and his parents love him. Shut up. Thank you, Corringe. We appreciate it. Some good stuff. That's some uh, good common right there. Good press common. Lots and lots of spokespersoning. It's awesome work. It's bang up work. Um, whatever. Ha- this is uh, to, to Marin- Marina Medvin, defense attorney, on the Twitter machine. She says, whatever happened in the Hunter Biden case was not based on what was filed publicly. The fallout was due to something that the parties had agreed to privately, something that was not enforceable by a court. This is shady as bleep. There's no way that the feds gave Hunter blanket immunity and a global plea deal, but then failed to write it down. 
But the defense lawyers seem to have believed that there was some kind of promise made under the table. Technically, the statute of limitations gives Hunter the blanket cover they're all looking for. The feds control when to bring the cases, so don't expect this all to work out in charges. Meanwhile, let me scroll back up here because I just saw this. They're having uh, Alejandro Mayorkas uh, testify uh, on Capitol Hill. And this is uh, Congressman Mike Johnson. I've only got 25 seconds. I'll just say I don't have time for a question because you'll be elusive. But I just, for the record, since we're stating things for the record, I've been in Congress seven years. I think you're the most dishonest witness that has ever appeared before the Judiciary Committee. And I think I speak for a lot of my colleagues. This is such a frustrating exercise for us because our constituents want answers. They're tired of the open border. They're tired of people dying from fentanyl overdoses. And it's your fault. It's my time. Mr. Chairman, point of order. No, there's no point of order in the middle of this. This is my opinion. I think it's shared by millions of American people. You show no shame. Based on the standard that the chairman set out in previous hearings, Calling a witness dishonest is over the line that you drew at a previous hearing. I'm not pulling the words down. That speaks for the American people. Not pulling the words down. He says, you're the most dishonest witness that has ever appeared before the Judiciary Committee. And uh, asked him if he would resign, I think, at one point, and, uh, or a, a different uh, member of Congress asked if he would resign. And he said no. And so the congressman said, okay, well, that means we're going to impeach you. I'm telling you, look, I told people, I told people uh, back when Donald Trump got impeached over the perfect phone call. They want to impeach me over this phone call. It's perfect. I did nothing wrong. That phone call was not impeachable. And you know me. I'm not a huge Trump fan here, right? I read through that transcript and I did not actually did a theatrical reading of it. I had my producer read the part of... uh, of Zelensky, or no. No, I think I brought it. Wait a minute. Was that the It was. That was the one I brought in. So I had a guy that worked with me who did a great Trump impression. And I had him come in and do the Trump reading. And I did Zelensky, which sounded a lot like Putin. But I, I, I'm i sorry. It wasn't intentional. I just, I cannot really differentiate between the Russian accent and the Ukrainian accents. And I know that's offensive, but I'm sorry. But they're white people over there. So I'm allowed to say that. Anyway, so the uh, the, the transcript of that phone call. Was There was nothing impeachable about it because every single thing that we do in foreign policy is crafted as a deal, right? There, you're all trying – everybody's trying to get that. Oh, we'll give you some foreign aid if you give us some something. Even when there are no, quote, strings attached explicitly, you know, much like the Hunter Biden plea deal here, um, even if you don't write them down, there's still goodwill. There's a halo effect. There's always some benefit – that the nation is uh, each nation enjoys by the relationship. Otherwise, it's a parasitic relationship. Otherwise, there's no reason to be doing it, right? Oh, it's the right thing to do. Right, but that's not what nations are set up to do. Nations are not set up to do right by other nations. They're set up to do right by the people that live in those nations. And so Donald Trump wanting Zelensky to look into this uh, corruption rumor... And what? tell me what's going on with the Biden family corruption and all of this. Tell me what, what you got over there. And saying you can come to the White House and we'll do a quid pro quo for that. That's not impeachable. I made the argument. Plus, I also said, 
even if you can construe that to be an impeachable offense, what then becomes the precedent? You're reaching because they were so desperate to impeach him. And look, for the left, you always got to remember, every freaking thing is performative. It's all theater. It's this performance that it's, it, that's what the virtue signaling is about, this preening of their virtues and such and their morality, the, this air of superiority that they feel like they have over everybody else. It's all for show. The, the Biden family corruption scandal is the perfect illustration of it. It's all for show. The tough guy uh, beating up corn pop, you know, getting German shepherds but not knowing how to train them. Right? It's all for show. It's all a flex. The problem is, when you do the impeachment, you've now set the standard. You've now set the standard. And just because you wanted the theater of Donald Trump getting impeached, so you get to run around saying, the impeached president, oh, oh my gosh. The impeached president, oh. Like, they're, yeah, they're, they're just in love with the, uh, with, with the adjective. They get to say impeached, and then when they impeached him again, they're like, now they're getting that. It's like double, double the pleasure. They're like, oh. Double impeached, two times, two times impeached, uh, impeached president. And they're just in love with it. Just in love with it. But now you set the precedent, and I said it would happen, and lo and behold, you guys put into office one of the most corrupt politicians since Bill Clinton, right? I mean, Bill Clinton was renting out the, the Lincoln bedroom, right? That's an impeachable offense. I mean, like, that is... That is a, a clearer line than the impeachment over the Zelensky call. I mean, that's a direct quid pro quo. Give me money. I'll let you stay here. You can come to the White House. Even more direct of a quid pro quo. But, man, they really wanted Trump impeached. Well, you know what? Slippery slope. Here we are. It's not even a slippery slope because, like I said earlier, it's literally spelled out in the Constitution that bribery is a charge you can impeach somebody over. And that's what the family is is uh, accused of having done. And the evidence just keeps mounting every single day. Drip, 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 drip. The walls are closing in. I mean, I guess if, if his name was Trump, they would say that. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. I got a message here from Dennis who says, I have figured out how to tell when the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, is telling a big lie. Just watch her pink eyelids. When they start blinking real fast, she's Fibbing or lying or misrepresenting, as the White House says. Yeah, she does this look down thing and this like sort of like head bob kind of deal. As we have said before, you know, clearly and that like that's the tell too. Whenever she says that, you know, we've been clear about this, that's one of her crutch phrases as she's trying to mentally jump to the next, uh, you know, skip to the next rock to cross the pond, so to speak, or river or maybe it's just a creek. 
A creak of BS. Anyway, uh, Gary, welcome to the program. Hello, Gary. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. What's going on? Okay, this is my first time with you. All right. Uh, again, getting back to uh, Jean-Pierre, uh, her, uh, did you notice her demeanor during that, look, that press conference a little while ago? How she's, her voice is so much lower and, and uh, you know, so, uh, you know, defensive in a way. You could tell that not that confident when she lies her answer on the other situation. And, you know, and the way she was leaning and this and that, nothing like this told her BS at the regular press release. And the same thing with Lester's uh, Mallorca. Yeah. Is he, well, he was looking, and you see he had that smirk on his face. Yeah. Laughing like, oh, I, I, I wanted to punch my TV. Yeah. It is it is indicative of the level of contempt that they hold for the the people questioning them and you and me and the American public. That, I mean, that is what the contempt is. That that's who the contempt is for. They can do all. It's the Peter Strzok thing all over again. Remember that little yeah. smirk oh, and yeah. and and head jive thing that he did. It's it's I, I'm untouchable. I can do all of this stuff and nothing you up any of you up there can do about it. Uh, let alone the American people, uh, because I got one other. Yeah, I got one other thing. Okay, possible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how come you all these proceedings with Biden and all the corruption and the bribery? How come the word uh, treason has not come up? Because I, they don't have any evidence of that at this point. Right now, I think you got to go through the inquiry for impeachment first. We got to get we got to get people on the record. We got to get interviews done, depositions taken. Like that, there has to there has to be a case made because you got to remember, there's half the country they're not aware of any of this because, I know, because they don't listen. Right there, I mean the media uh, they're just now finding out. Wait a minute, Hunter Biden was in court today for what? Right? They, they don't even know the backstory on some of this stuff. And if they go through the impeachment. I hope they do that parade in the Capitol, holding the papers and holding the books. Yeah, yeah. They all should be there. They should be a face mask of uh, Pelosi and uh, Schumer and Nadler. It was them when they were doing Trump. Yeah. No, I got you, Gary. I appreciate the call, buddy. Good to hear from you. Call back anytime. Hopefully a little bit better of a connection. You're kind of uh, warbling out a little bit there, but not your fault, just the phone. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturett organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educated and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Guys, this might come as a surprise. You may want to sit down for this. This is shocking a little bit. Remember how they promised that they wouldn't tell the Bidens, specifically Hunter Biden, who had bought his paintings? They did. I know. So now he knows who bought the paintings for the quid pro quos and such. Um, Bob says, Pete, Hunter Biden's not guilty plea means 
trial, discovery, delay, more chances to keep shenanigans confidential? Question mark. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I, I think the fact that they tried to, because look, what it looks like occurred today was that, and I'm still kind of in awe at the audacity of it. I mean, you can't spell audacity without awe, right? So I am in awe of the audacity, how they thought they would be able to cut this plea deal and not have anybody realize that he was getting immunity for all of these other potential charges. Thank goodness the judge asked. All it would have taken would have been a sympathetic judge, an allied judge, right? That's it. And and they would have done the deal and whatever the secret part of it was. And look, I'm not trying to be conspiratorial here, but it's quite clear there was some deal cut that Hunter Biden and his attorney believed they had an understanding with the DOJ. But when the judge asked the prosecutors, the DOJ, and they said, aren't you investigating him for other things? And they said, yes. And the judge said, so this is going to sweep up everything. And they were like, eh. They couldn't lie to the court. I mean, I guess they could, but they're officers of the court. You lie to the judge on something like that? Yeah, you're in some serious trouble. And so they wouldn't lie, and that's what blew the whole thing up. So I suspect they may come back with a more limited deal, but I don't know. I don't know. He's going to have to sell a couple more paintings to to pay for his legal defense. Yeah, probably to like some Chinese energy CEOs or something. Um, Russ says, Pete, why doesn't uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, just say, quote, this is the plan, uh, this is the plan, pound sand, and be done with all of the appearance, appearances wasting everyone's time dodging questions. Uh, yeah, I, look, I'm, I like the hearings. There, I said it. No, I like the hearings. I like watching the hearings. I like getting sound bites out of the hearings. You got to watch a lot of hours of BS in order to get some of the sound bites. But when done properly, and I know that's a big lift, but when done properly, they can bring to light some of these very things. The problem is we have too many people that are in love with themselves and they want to be the person bringing the thing to light. They want their Perry Mason moment. Unfortunately, They don't ever get those moments. And so they should just turn over the time. That that guy, Mike Johnson out of Louisiana, that guy is sharp. Give him some time. If I was on a committee, I'd be like, Johnson, you're getting my time. Dan Bishop, I would give him, you're you're a lawyer. There you go. Give you some time. You can get to the bottom of some of this stuff. But you guys got to tighten this stuff up. You got to go into this like it is actually an interrogation, a, a deposition. People who have experienced it, and if that means you bring somebody from the outside in, a third party to do it, so be it. So be it. That's what. That's why I want the impeachment inquiry now. Been on board with it from the early days, seeing all of the evidence coming out about Biden. Like, yeah, this has to be investigated, and I don't trust Congress to do it entirely on their own. So they need to bring in some of these lawyers, and they need to start digging, and they need to go through the correct steps and to build the case and to do it in a way that even people who are on the fence about it could be persuaded. Not that all of them will be, but some of them could be. 
because I think the more people find out about this, what we know of the um, of the evidence, I think more more and more people come around to agreeing with us. I think that's why Biden's numbers are so low. Layer in the the uh, economic stuff with the corruption stuff. I mean, that's a one two punch right there. Speaking of which, the Fed just raised the interest rates again. But look at it this way. You still get the built-in inflation. So it's like a lose-lose, right? You're welcome. Bidenomics. Hunter Biden is guilty of so much, and he knows it. This was a sweetheart deal, and he still wasn't willing to take it. And the reply is from oh, Iowa Hawk blog says, uh, I wouldn't call it a sweetheart deal. It was more of a lap dance stripper deal. Oh, that's a, too soon. Too soon. A little, little, yeah. Um, hey, how about Bo Bergdahl? Remember that guy? Bo Bergdahl. Not the one that changed the gender. This was the one that ran away from base during the war. Bunch of guys got... Uh, wounded, trying to, I thought, killed. Didn't some of them get killed? The AP story just says that it was that, that people got hurt. Several U.S. service members were wounded searching for him. I thought some got killed, though. A federal judge vacated the military conviction of Bo Bergdahl, a former U.S. Army soldier who pleaded guilty to desertion after he left his post and was captured in Afghanistan and tortured by the Taliban. The ruling from U.S. District Judge Reggie Walton in Washington says that military judge Jeffrey Vance, who presided over the court-martial, failed to disclose that he had applied to the executive branch for a job as an immigration judge. And that's why Bergdahl's conviction was vacated? The dude didn't even serve time. What are we even talking about here? Because the judge had applied for a job to be an immigration court judge. So he's already a judge. He's in the military. And that's not a problem, apparently. It's not a problem that the judge is a military guy in the judge or in the court, right? The problem is that the judge wanted a job in the federal government as a judge and had applied for a job in the federal government. And we're supposed to believe that this so clouded his judgment of all the judging that went on in the courtroom while he was a military judge in the military courtroom. This is so asinine. U.S. District Judge Reggie Walton with the brilliant vacate shun. Walton noted that former President Donald Trump had strongly criticized Bergdahl during the... Damn it, Trump! God, this is so annoying. Shut your mouth. Gosh. Now, so now Bergdahl gets his sentence vacated because what? Trump ran his mouth talking about Bergdahl during the presidential campaign. So now there's, I'm just kidding. It's not Bergdahl. Trump during the 2016 campaign talking smack about Bergdahl. And we're supposed to believe that that's what influenced the judge in the case because he applied for a gig that what he thought what Trump was personally signing off on. I mean, What are we talking about here? This guy is ridiculous, District Judge Reggie Walton. You are ridiculous. Bergdahl's lawyers argued that Trump's comments placed undue command influence on Nance. 
He wasn't even elected yet. You people are insane. He wasn't even elected yet. By the way, Judge Nance, he's in Charlotte. He's an immigration judge in Charlotte. Happy to have you here in the Queen City. I do not believe Donald Trump persuaded you (laughs) to... To find this guy guilty. By the way, like I said, he didn't even serve any time for this because he was tortured. Ugh. He pleaded guilty to both of the charges. What is the judge even doing in the case? Yeah, this one is from Biev. It's a Twitter handle. and I don't make them. I just read them. Regarding yesterday's topic on Joe Biden's dog. Well, the Biden's dog. Is it the family dog? Has it bit everybody in the family yet? Anyway, Major Biden. By Major Biden. Actually, it's Commander. Because remember, Major was biting everyone too. So they shipped him off. And then Commander uh, was brought in. He was a puppy. Oh, so cute. Poorly trained as well, apparently. And he's been chomping on the Secret Service agents as well. Uh, So Biab says... Biden's dog, if the owners know their dog bites people and they continue to allow it, then they are okay with it, meaning they do not feel like people getting hurt in their domain matters. That is very telling of the owners. I would argue Biden gets a kick out of it and enjoys it and enjoys getting away with it. I think he secretly is the exact opposite of what he portrays through the media. Now, that's an interesting theory, right? Is there like what's the psychological profile on that? A a sociopath, psychopath or something? It's possible. It's, there's a very close connection, or uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say correlation. Well, maybe a correlation. I don't know. There's a lot of overlap. Let, oh, how about this? Let's channel our inner Kamala Harris and talk about the Venn diagram. There's a Venn diagram that there is overlap with like a profession of like people who tend to have narcissistic and psychopathic traits, and politics is a huge one. That's not really a Venn diagram, actually. There's just, let me just, all right. There's a lot of people with psychopathy and narcissism that go to work in politics. Also, I can say this, media and law. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there maybe some kind of, I don't know, some sort of glitch in the Biden brain there that he kind (laughs) of, he likes the, uh, he likes people being injured by the, by the German shepherd? I don't know. Um, this one is from TC. He says, Pete, I have listened to WBT since 1996 and I have never reached out to contact anyone, but I figure it was time. Oh, that's very nice. He says, I have a great show, uh, except for the, what? Except for the Friday hangover, which is the best 15 minutes of radio. Oh, okay. Ah, I got what you did there. I'm sure you're ready to go home on a Friday, but hang in there because you guys rock. I will be sure to tell Brett Winterbull. Um, he says, I'm an independent. I agree with you most of the time, except the whole backing into a parking spot episode. <laughs> That's fair. Um, of all shows, I did not think this would be the one to prompt me to reach out, but strangely enough, it was. I am a dog owner by default because my son and wife got the dog, yet he acknowledges me as the alpha. Good for you, TC. But I just haven't spent much time with him. Your show made me realize that I need to spend more time with him and work on some bad behavior. God forbid I perpetuate bad behavior exhibited by Joe Biden. Don't be like Joe. 
It just goes to show you that you never know what your influence or show may do. I wouldn't call myself a dog lover, but I need to be a responsible dog owner. Believe me, I have enjoyed other shows you have done much more, but this one made me realize that I could make a difference in my own home. That's very kind of you to say that, TC. I appreciate the uh, the kind words, and um, I never anticipate having any kind of impact on anybody's life. And so to get a message like this, it makes me feel uh, like, you know, I'm not just sitting here talking to a wall. Well, okay, Chris and Bernie are in here too, but they got their backs turned to me. So it's like I'm talking to a wall. Um, but no, it's, it. yeah, you, you know, you, you do what you can, and every now and again something hits somebody. Like um, my dad, for example, he heard me one day when I was talking to some guy who had called in and was arguing with me about the elections and the elections being rigged and what's the point of voting and all of this. And I said, well, then what are you doing to help? Because, like, the political parties and the Board of Elections, they always say they need volunteers. So how about go volunteer? And sometimes you can even get paid. Some of these uh, uh, election day or uh, ballot uh, polling station uh, uh, details, some of them you get paid to volunteer. It's not even volunteer work. You get paid. You go through some training and you, and you go and you help keep the system going, but also your eyes and ears there on the ground to try to guard against any of the rigging. So... How about stepping forward? And my dad actually heard me talking with the guy about that, and he went out and did it. So he is a he's an eye on the ground in the New York State election system <laughs> of all the places, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. You know, good people step up, take an interest. We won't be governed by bad ones. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. <laughs>